everyone and good afternoon or good evening and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike, he loves the smell of salmon in the morning, Cohen. I am Matt Wright and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Thank you for joining us everyone tonight, Matt. Thank you so much for having me, Matt. Man, guys, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be here on this momentous occasion. To be on this show with, with Matt. Man, I really like this show, Matt. Uh, I, I appreciate that, Colonel. What did they tell you about me, Matt? Uh, that the, they told me that you murdered somebody. Do my methods seem sound, Matt? Out here, all methods seem sound, Colonel. Matt, I have a joke for you, Matt. Guy goes to a talent agency. (laughs) His family. The talent agent says, what do you got for me? He says, I got a talent that I want to show you. And the talent agent says, okay, good, show it to me. Matt, he says, okay, let me bring and bring in my family. He brings in his daughter. He brings in his grandmother and his, his wife and his little son. And, man, I don't even want to tell you what happens next. <laughs> I disgusting. was not sure how far you were going to go with that. The things he does to, these, to the children especially, man. Sexual things. Man, to his own family. Makes me sick. It makes me sick. Do you know what he calls it, man? The aristocrats? He calls it the aristocrats. That doesn't even make... Why would that be an aristocratic thing? Man, it made me sick. It made me angry. First and foremost, allow me to thank Justin for the coffee that I'm drinking on today's episode. I'd like to thank Kroger. Kroger has delicious, purified drinking water from the drink from my mouth. Bulavanaka. Marlon didn't sound like a Jewish grandfather from Tom Arnold. Man, every every voice I make sounds kind of like sounds like a, yeah. It's just a little bit like they all, just a little bit like a Jewish grandfather. Oh my voice is man. I tried. I've been practicing for hours now, and this is it's the best you're gonna get. That's why that's why Bernie Sanders is such a good fit for you. I'm a perfect Bernie Sanders. You're a perfect, perfect perfect Bernie Sanders. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I was uh, working on my Martin Sheen, but then I woke up with a cold and I realized I don't have to work that hard at it because it already picked me up too often. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) you kind of sound like it anyway. I'd like to give a shout out to my father, Harvey Cohen, for letting me borrow his dog tags to really make this ensemble work. Although you can't really see it, but there it is. Yeah, and I'd like to thank me for letting me borrow my dog tags. Nice. Thank you for your own service, Matt. Thank me for my service. At one point, I was considering doing that voice, which I'll probably go back to at times for the entire show, and then I realized something. It hurts doing that voice. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how Brando did it for so long. I don't know. Well, he did die, so. True. True. Probably from something Uh, throat-related, I'm sure. So on this date, Three years ago, three years. sitting in this room, yep. 
probably at this table. I don't really quite remember. Uh, this show was born. The Muddied Waters. Show. Yeah, Muddied Waters of Freedom. The had its very first episode three years at, ago today. At three years? Well, no, tomorrow. No, it's today. We started the Facebook page tomorrow, but the but the episode aired today. Oh. Yeah, I went back on SoundCloud and checked. Nice. So this is our true. This is our true. The show's true three-year anniversary, not just you know this week is the three-year anniversary. Right. This is not a good look for me, by the way. I couldn't really tell the difference. Um, when I went, it's not that far away. I uh, when I went to get the bald cap, they said, "Now, do you need the makeup and and all of that?" And I thought. No, I don't have that kind of commitment. And they said, well, do you want, at least want the spirit glue? And I thought, no. no. I just want to put latex on the top of my head. That would have been really funny if you had glued that to your head and then you had to do the entire show with what appears to be a swim cap from the 1950s that perhaps Corn Pop would have worn to keep the jerry curl out of the pool. Right. Well, this would be. This is probably what Biden looked like, so it's appropriate that I'm wearing this. <laughs> and by the way, I want to apologize to everyone for for this. Um, that's supposed to look like face paint, um, and it doesn't. No, <laughs> I was kind of wondering what you were doing with that. It looks like a Jackson Pollock happened all over your face. And it looks like I'm some kind of weird alien, and. I just, so I, I'm sorry. I really, I tried, I spent way too much time on that. I spent the better part of like four hours trying to figure out how to make that work. And it turns out you can't. No. <laughs> you can't. So other than actually taking a picture of myself in. Uh, face paint. In face paint. And that just, that was going to happen. <laughs> so three years and in a bit we'll be taking your calls. But, uh, oh, by the way, this episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom, as always, is brought to you by the Libertarian Party Dad Bod Calendar. Be sure That's to right. go to libertariandadbod.com. And for only... I, there was a Black Friday special for $12. I don't know if that's still running. I have a feeling oh, it is. Oh, I overpaid. What's that? You did overpay. I overpaid. You, they t- you know, I, any any good Jew could tell you, Matt, wait, wait for the downswing. Anyway, I think it's back to 17 But anyway... It's either twelve or seventeen dollars. You can have this photo and many other photos of the sexiest libertarian men that agreed to be in the calendar, uh, and uh, uh, and you can have that for only seventeen dollars or twelve dollars. And either of those prices, whatever it is, includes the shipping too. Uh, it's also brought. This episode is also brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the official caucus of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. And also the fastest growing uh, food service related caucus of the Libertarian Party, Matt. Are we no longer just the fastest growing caucus? We're now the fastest growing food service related caucus. I mean, this week has not been as fast as the others, and we already had a pretty solid growth. So I'm assuming no, but really, okay. I don't know. I haven't really asked the other cockeye what, uh, what their numbers have looked like this week. Um, so we might very well still be the, uh, the fastest growing of the cockeye, but, um, but I don't know. I don't know, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's what this show is going to be like. Oh, good. <laughs> so oh, I've worked three years for this. Uh, <laughs> three years. Three this years. Is the culmination this is of three years of hard work, <laughs> countless hours of blood, sweat, and tears. And here we are. And here we are making Latin <laughs> suffix jokes. I mean, it's the culmination of all of this. It's true. <laughs> it is. We've earned this, Matt. We have earned this. Uh, you know, in all honesty, three years ago when I was sitting here recording a very, very crappy audio version of this podcast, which uh, if you have the time to go back and listen to 47 minutes of me and my former co-host stumbling over sentences don't uh you can you would be much better served listening to almost anything else yeah well and that's it's like the same thing the first couple episodes of my show they were very informative because my guests were very informative and i pretty much just sat there and was like yeah no that's important yeah no i can tell right and uh so yeah so just don't watch those just go with double digits and up for both of these shows but thanks for tuning in. We get some uh, uh, some comments over on uh, YouTube as well. Uh, Sarah Branion said, Spike looks like a snake. That's valid. Uh, Bass says, uh, no malarkey, you whippersnappers, or corn pop will come and see you. We got, we got more on that later. We got uh, more on corn pop. But that's definitely also true. Um, and what's going on? That's what we got so far. And... Uh, so I guess Sarah Brandon, uh, you have not wasted three years of Tuesdays because initially the show started out on a Sunday and then it went to Saturdays and then it went to Mondays and then we finally settled on Tuesdays about a year and a half ago. So you've been wasting multiple different days, multiple days, multiple days slimming. in the week. Is this, sl I feel slimmer. You look slimmer. You well, look lost... much more. You look much more aerodynamic like this. I'm definitely aerodynamic. This is my future, by the way. Maybe just a little bit of fuzz on top, but this is my future. My maybe yeah, 20 year from now future. This is I'm my future right here. Dying. I know. I know it is because that's what you've always looked like. It's so true. let's get right into it, guys. And then uh, in a bit, we'll, we'll turn on the lines for... Uh, for your call-ins. Technically, the lines are on now, but uh, we haven't given you the number yet. So, big news out of Norfolk, Virginia, at the top of the show. Did you misspell that? You definitely misspelled that. That's not how Norfolk is spelled. That is definitely not how Norfolk is spelled. Well, anyway, in Norfolk, Virginia, <laughs> a, uh, a bald eagle birdie uh smashed into a tax office window and then flew away witnesses thought that they heard something crash and then they looked over and saw what they thought was a stuffed animal uh it was actually a bird who was fighting for our freedoms that of course is the official bird of muddy waters media pictured right here in the back that's shortly after he he smashed the windows there he put on his, his bandana Born on the 4th of July bandana. Uh, yes. So that was really cool. Um, I don't really have anything else about that story. I, I just wonder like if that was a Liberty tax. It was an H-O. 
It was actually an H and R Block, but I ruined your joke. Mm. That's a shame. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of birds, oh, Chick Fil A swings huge from the other side of the plate, and uh, after they decided to stop giving donations to uh, right wing leaning organizations, like the Salvation uh, Army. <laughs> <laughs> The Fellowship of Christian Athletes in the Salvation Army, uh, right. and decides to start giving <laughs> donations to the Southern Poverty Law Center. Yeah, that is quite a swing. The uh, SPLC, of course, uh, thanked Chick Fil A by uh, labeling them a white nationalist group. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, every every day, I for a while I checked the SPLC to find out if we had been labeled a white nationalist podcast. We'll know we and, have arrived when that happens. Right. And I, I, every time I'm upset because we still haven't been acknowledged by them. Still have not. There will be a screenshot from earlier of me wearing a, what appears to be a skinhead outfit <laughs> and flashing the okay symbol. Um, and so that should be enough. Uh, except I was actually using it as an okay symbol. Uh, but that should be enough to get us labeled uh, yes. white supremacists. Especially yeah. since I'm wearing dog tags. So that should definitely happen. So good and news I'm there for 90s style army fatigue. Yeah, like, no, we, we look we, like we're getting ready to start a militia. We we do. We look like we're planning the boogaloo. If only I had worn a, uh, oh man, I should have worn like a floral shirt. Uh, one of my silk uh, button down uh, floral shirts that would have. Definitely gotten us labeled something terrible. Um, speaking of, I don't really, speaking the of the Boogaloo. Oh, speaking of the Boogaloo, uh, on this past Black Friday, Americans combined bought enough firearms to arm the entire Marine Corps. Again, that is the most American story ever. It, it is on, on multiple fronts. Um, I, again, not a lot to add to this other than that's a hell of a lot of guns. That's a hell of a lot of guns. That's a lot of guns. Now they weren't all, you know, what's funny AR, is so. this is actually the second time this has happened. Hmm. This happened last year too. Good. Well, you know, uh, they said Barack Obama was the greatest gun salesman by constantly talking about restricting gun ownership and then never actually doing it. Uh, I guess Donald Trump's trying to give him a run for his money by doing the same, although he has actually done some restriction, but not a lot. Uh, But yeah, people are going out and buying guns in record numbers. Um, We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. That's all yeah. I want to say. I mean, we're um, just going to keep buying guns, I'm certain. We're going to just keep buying guns, but I mean, whether they actually ever get used, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, so, yeah. So, speaking of... Oh, no, I'm not going to say that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Never. I don't even want to think it again. Speaking of... <laughs> Of a Black Friday, huh? Uh, Joe Biden, uh, if you recall, had a uh, a speech uh, 
that he had been that had been unearthed from a, a couple of years back where he talked about corn pop. Corn pop. Corn, corn pop, pop was a bad dude. He's bad dude. Corn pop was bad dude. He was a bad dude, and and you know Biden had to put him in this place. So that's him, that, get down over there. Get that? down on that diving board, Esther. Yeah, get yeah, Esther. I'm sorry I called you Esther. I'm sorry you I called you Esther, but I'm not sorry that I told you to get off the diving board and I, or that I'm holding this rusty uh, razor or whatever the hell. Uh, no, he, uh, he had a chain. He had a chain. He had a chain. He had some of the pool chain that the, the, tied around so he could whack him over the head with it. That's right. He actually had the maintenance guy cut some of the chain that was needed from the pool. I'm not yep. sure why a pool needs a chain, but it does. Hopefully he didn't need that much because he cut some of it off so that Joe Biden could threaten to put a chain around the neck of a black man in the 1960s. My, 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 this is, I knew this was not going to stay up. Uh, So anyway, that was not apparently the worst. (laughs) It's just gone now. That was apparently (laughs) not the worst of, of that. That was actually the better, the better part of that, uh, of that speech. It turns out. It got even better, and uh, now you get to hear it too. And by the way, you know I got a lot of I got hairy legs that turn that 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 turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight, and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping oh my on God. my lap, and I've loved kids jumping on my lap. He learned about roaches. Yep. <laughs> I missed that part. No, he learned about roaches uh, and kids jumping on his lap. And he loves kids on his lap. He loves those black roaches. He just referred to black kids as roaches. So here's my okay. So here's my thing on the roaches. Like okay. I'm not going to I'm not going to say that that's what he was doing. Oh, here comes here comes Matt defending. I've got Biden. 85 paragraphs defending Joe Biden. Right. So we have seen two 30 second clips out of this speech, and in the rambling manner that he is speaking, yeah, I'm assuming there are other portions of this speech yet to oh, come that's, out. Yeah, fair enough. So, so he might have been talking about roaches before that or something. Right. That's okay. that's the only thing I'm I'm not defending Fair him. Enough. Fair enough. No, that's not true. in the same sentence where he said, I love kids sitting on my lap or whatever no, he says. Bad. Yeah, that was definitely bad. Um, that was bad. And uh it's true. He may have he may have been talking about roaches separately, but right. there's just really that's- there's layers of bad uh layers of bad to that uh to that uh to that speech now of course not to be outdone by an old because this is now a two-year-old gaffe that's you know coming to light not to be outdone by that gaffe uh on a on a stop on his much maligned no malarkey tour no uh, malarkey. joe biden uh decided to chew on his wife's finger that's right his As wife jill does. was dr dr jill biden was giving a speech and she accidentally got her fingers too close to Joe's face. And he just awkwardly bit down on the index finger, (laughs) creating one of the greatest memes in internet history. And she laughed it off because 
and what maybe else do this you is, do? I mean, what do you do? You don't like, oh my God, my husband's biting me. Someone help, please. I, I just, I don't. I feel like he's going senile. I don't think he's going senile. I think he's just senile. Or, or, or has been senile, but yeah. has like moments of lucidity because he does some of, like, this is not, he didn't hurt his wife. It's not particularly predatory in nature. Who the hell does this? Right. This, this isn't, this is. <laughs> There's there's nothing wrong with what he's doing in that photo. It's just, it is the most bizarre. His his aides have to be saying to him, "Stop being weird. Stop saying weird stuff. Stop doing weird things. Just please, just say Obama, 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 and then get back right. on the damn bus." And now. Like, as Joe Biden's handler, go out there, remember your lines, push Obama, don't sniff hair or children, right, stop and don't touching fingers. Children. Like, these are the well, four things you need to do to be nominated. Well, see, they they didn't know he was going to bite someone's fingers up until now, so I'm sure that's right. been added. Like, if someone yeah, waves that's... their hands near you, please don't bite their hand. Right. Please. Just please don't. So, yeah, that's uh, – uh, oh, Tom, well, Tom Arnold, uh, Liberty Clause, Tom Arnold makes a good point. He says a senile uh, president, a win for anarchy. That's actually a good <laughs> – that's kind of a compelling argument. Uh, Bass says Joe Biden is the ultimate boomer. Interestingly enough, he's actually too old to be a boomer. He's such a boomer that he's too old to be one. But yeah, no, that would be Is it? Yeah, so he was so boomers are from 46 to 50 something or whatever it is, he just misses the cutoff by like 4 or 5 years. But he's huh. He's a he's a boomer. He's a I mean, We're going to just call him a boomer. What's the one in between greatest generation and boomer? I don't think there is one. I think it's greatest generation or or the silent generation or whatever they call it, the World War 2. There's like a few names for if he's that part of generation. the silent generation, he should probably try to stay silent. Shut up. Just be yeah, quiet. Just yeah, I shut think up. it's silent. Like when you get pulled over by the police. Shut up. Yeah, so nineteen from the late 1920s into like around 1945 and then 46 to 50 whatever starts uh, or 61 or whatever it is, 64 starts the boomer generation. So... He's he's right there, and he was born in forty two. Yeah, forty two. So he's right before the cutoff, but he's a boomer. We'll call him a boomer. He's a boomer's boomer. Um, he's a boomer. But yeah, Tom makes a good point that you know, I guess that could be good for anarchy if the president <laughs> just isn't is out uh. to. Mr. President, they're revolting. Well, I wouldn't call them that. They look pretty nice to me. Hold on. We got a uh, we got a couple of comments over on float. Got a couple of comments over on float. Uh, oh, nice. New new uh, new listener Finian uh, says 
what's with the dog tags and camo that's invalid well, we're doing question. an apocalypse now thing um and uh i bet a lot of virginians are buying guns since the state went blue not only that i, I almost put this in the notes but uh i ended up scrapping it at the last minute right now senate bill 64 in virginia for any of our virginia listeners out there will actually make it illegal for anybody to teach you how to fire a weapon <laughs> all sorts of yeah it the the wording in it the wording in it is uh training somebody training somebody to use a weapon uh, explosive or incendiary device that could be used to harm people, kill people or create havoc or something. I can't remember the wording exactly. Um, it will be met with a class five felony. Nice. So that, yes. so basically like any instructor, any instructor could get caught and they're going to say that they're using it to stop people who probably are dressed like you and me right now from, <laughs> getting together and doing things, right. but uh, they could technically use it on any instructor anywhere from to keep them from uh, teaching people how to use weapons. Safely. What could possibly go wrong there, Matt? Nothing. Nothing could possibly go wrong. Speaking of things going horribly wrong, Liz Warren, Senator <laughs> Elizabeth Warren, uh, told a... Where are we? She told a, a school advocate, a school choice advocate, that her kids went to public school. Uh, but it is, of course, well documented that her her son Alex went to Hav Haverford, one of the country's most elite private schools. Matt. Yes. And when asked about the half truth, half truth because her daughter did go to public school. What happened, Matt? I can't read that line, man. <laughs> I think my line was better. All right, we'll she see your said, line. She said, well, I had half y'all believing I was Indian, so figured you'd believe anything. That's true. My line was better than that. <laughs> I'm not reading that. I'm not either. Um, so... Yeah, so that happened. Uh, and not to be outdone on her uh, school mistakes, uh, Warren was also quoted as saying, uh, as you know, in Michigan, charter schools don't have to meet the same standards as public schools. That is, of course, blatantly false. Yep. Charter schools are public schools. They have to meet all the same standards. They have additional standards. And because they are charter schools... They can actually be shut down if they don't perform well, unlike traditional public schools. So it's yeah. actually the exact opposite of what she said. Pretty much so everything about the charter schools is better than what she was what she was endorsing. Right. Yeah. So speaking of lines that we won't say, Kamala Harris. Matt, Kamala Harris. Uh, Senator Kamala Harris. Uh, Senator Ann uh, up until recently, a presidential candidate or a presidential contender for the uh, Democratic nomination, Senator Kamala Harris, announced that she is ending her campaign for president, Matt. It was weeks 
after she was murdered on stage by Tulsi Gabbard just at the Democratic stomp. debate. Yeah. Local Hawaiian curb stomps cop in front of national audience. Right. And uh, so she uh, tweeted out a link to a statement which says, uh, among other things, I've taken stock and looked at this from every angle and over the last few days have come to one of the hardest decisions of my life. My campaign for president simply doesn't have the financial resources we need to continue. I'm not a billionaire. I can't fund my own campaign. And as the campaign has gone on, it's become harder and harder to raise the money we need to compete. Now, of course, not a billionaire, Matt, seems to be a reference to former Mayor Mike Bloomberg, who recently announced that he's running for president and is, in fact, a billionaire. Also could be in reference to Tom Steyer. 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 Oh, that's true, too. Who, yeah, who is famous also... for famous for, for showing at one of the debates something like 20 ads that he purchased. It was pretty much brought to you by Tom Steyer. That's right. That was the one that we premiered exclusively on Float. Yes, correct. So our audience on Float got a firsthand experience of nothing but Tom Steyer yep, ads. Just nothing but Tom Steyer ads. <laughs> and CNN ads. That was pretty much it. It was pretty much Turner Broadcasting ads then Tom Steyer ads. Yep. That was it. That was it. Yep. Yep. Uh, she goes on to say, in good faith, I can't tell you, my supporters and volunteers, that I have a path forward if I don't believe I do. So to you, my supporters, it is with deep regret, but also with deep gratitude that I am suspending my campaign today. Yes. And with Go ahead. many rejoiced. Many rejoice. So Kamala Harris is someone that I have yet to meet many people that don't hate her a lot. Uh, progressives don't like her because she's a cop um, and, a, and a dirty cop. Like she's a corrupt. She has she's a bad, bad, bad cop. Um, libertarians obviously don't like her because she's a cop. Conservatives don't like her because she's a Democrat. Uh, moderates think that she uh, isn't electable quote unquote and she has something to say about that shortly uh but you know so really she just didn't have a i, I saw some people who like the idea of a, a black woman running for president but even they didn't really like her that much so uh yeah early on in the race she was seen as the the possible heir apparent to the obama legacy some called her the female obama uh yeah. she was a favorite to win the nomination in election but not after she started the race not long after she start she started the race uh, she was plagued by her past as an attorney general uh, of California. Uh, other candidates, notably Tulsi and uh, Biden also. Biden, uh, Biden in the first debate, Biden crushed her. Biden, Biden stomped her. You know, the, the, this is where people need to listen to me and Matt. Right. In the first debate, we said Biden did a lot better than the media is going to pretend that he did. And Harris didn't do nearly as well. The media did everything they could to try to make it look like Harris did so well. It didn't really help her that much in the polls. She got a brief bounce and then went back down. Biden is still the front runner today. So which one of us was right? Biden, who had a video leak this week saying he likes it when kids hop on his lap front runner. and bit his wife's finger, front runner. is the front runner. Front runner. So who was right about that? I guess it was us. Uh yeah. But so they kept bringing it up, but, but Tulsi also brought it up, brought up how she suppressed evidence that exonerated defendants, including one that was on death row. Uh, she locked up single mothers for their children skipping school. 
uh, her, they're actually their teenage children skipping school. Uh, kept, uh, kept people in prison past their prison sentences in yeah. order to keep cheap labor for California. Yeah. And just a whole lot of other fun stuff that she did. Yeah. She, she torched Kamala yeah. on that debate stage. Yeah. If it, Tulsi Gabbard has done nothing else, she has spared us a Kamala Harris presidency. Yes. And we salute you for that. You've done a great job. Um, <clears throat> recent weeks have carried numerous warning signs of her derailed campaign with Harris abruptly shuttering much of the campaign's New Hampshire operation as a center focused squarely on Iowa. She laid off staff rather than recalibrating her resources and hoped a three fin- top three finish in Iowa could propel her to a win in South Carolina, where she apparently forgot there are a whole bunch of black people who remembered she put a whole bunch of black people in prison. Yeah, so her whole thing was supposed to be, I'm a black woman. And the problem is, that is a direct appeal to a group of people that know firsthand acutely why you don't trust the police, but especially like a corrupt attorney general and it just she never caught on and 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 it's it's funny to watch reporters be utterly flummoxed for why black people didn't just automatically support a black woman and it's like because she's a cop that's why and she's a bad cop she's not a helpful cop she's a cop that has really harmed a lot used her office as prosecutor to harm a lot of people and then laugh about it Uh, i mean there are countless black men in prison right now and people of all colors, but especially black, young black men, they're not young anymore, uh, that she has put in for stuff like selling and smoking marijuana. And then she jokes about smoking marijuana on, on some radio show. While she was in college. While she was in, in college. The 80s, listening to Dr. Dre. And Snoop Dogg, yeah. Snoop Dogg. Yeah. And Tupac. Yeah. So that's why that didn't happen. And people shouldn't be flummoxed. Uh, she had uh, also had recently suggested that her lack of popularity in the uh, contest was due to possible racism. She said, essentially, is America ready for a woman and a woman of color to be president of the United States? Uh, she said this in an interview with Axios on HBO. She said, there is a lack of ability or a difficulty in imagining that someone whom we have never seen can do a job that has been done 45 times by someone who is not that person, forgetting that Obama is black. So theoretically, she could be saying that, you know, it's the fact that she's female because she says a woman or a woman of color. And granted, a woman and nor a woman of color have been president. But she was saying this to the woke, all-inclusive Democratic primary voters. Right. She wasn't saying that about conservatives. She wasn't saying it about independents. She wasn't saying it about libertarians. She was saying that about Democrats. Yeah. She was and saying not even moderate Democrats. Nope. The ones that are most likely to be involved in the primaries, which tend to be progressives and boomers. Right. She was saying that Democratic primary voters are possibly racist and sexist. Yes. Democratic primary Voters. Democratic primary voters. Racist and sexist, Matt. Speaking of possible Democratic primary voters, there was a, in the UK, uh, uh, a man, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Jesus. Uh, I didn't say probable. I said possible. Uh, oh, by the way, I guess we can start taking calls. Yeah. Uh, we'll just throw the, the number up there. And if you want to call in. Oh, I should probably open up the number taking thingy. Oh, yeah. I meant to ask you before the show, which one of us is handling that side of it? Yeah, I'll handle that. So a man in the UK named Usman Khan. I'm not going to make any assumptions about his race and or religion. No, certainly not. Not, not no. here. Uh, was wielding a knife as he crossed a London bridge, uh, knifing his way through crowds of people. Uh he killed two people in this attack, uh, and he had previously served time in prison for the plot to bomb the London Stock Exchange in 2010, but was granted early release. Um, that's a, he killed that's two a sweetheart of a guy. Sweetheart of a guy. Yeah, killed three. Pe- uh, killed two people. Three more people were injured, one of them seriously. Now, this is where this story gets very important. Yes. For everybody out there. While this man had his very dangerous semi-automatic knife. Assault knife. <laughs> assault knife, yes. Yeah. Semi-automatic assault knife. And he was knifing his way across a London bridge, shanking people and shiving them. Shiving and shanking. Shiving all and the way shanking. Across, shiving and shanking all the way across. A group of caterers, a group of the food service industry sprinted from the where they were working arming themselves with fire extinguishers chairs and a narwhal tusk to stop this man from continuing his reign of knifing terror a narwhal tusk a narwhal tusk that the chef he's polish the polish chef had ripped off the wall of the restaurant. Uh, the chef who grabbed the narwhal tusk was knifed five times in his effort to stop Uzman Khan. Uh, once the knife was dropped, a waiter picked it up and carried it off the bridge safely using food handling skills that I'm certain they were trained on over there. And the police shot Uzman Khan and papers bra- praise papers praised the policeman's bravery. Um, not this guy. Little, not, not the not, food. Not, not the Narwhal one with the tusk. tusk. Not not the Polish chef who attacks this man with a narwhal tusk. No, no. It was the police who shot him from a distance. So remember, when seconds count, pray to God that there is some disenfranchised service industry worker around you who is willing to die to get out of his shift. Yeah. Because that's what it, you know. What I don't want to do this shift. Give me that narwhal tusk. Yeah, get me out of here. Give me get me out of anything here. I can go out there with that might not get me arrested in London, so I can try to stop this guy and possibly I will die. Yeah, and I don't have to finish this shift. So yeah, members of the service industry are more ready to die for you than your than the, average police officer. So be the sure tip accordingly. Just tip your waiter. Tip your Just bartenders, tip your waiters. Tip your wait staff. They, Please. Now, of course, the London police were mortified by the developments 
on the London Bridge uh, are horrified by the, the the aftermath of this, and and uh, as a result, uh, they have uh, started a, a mandatory narwhal tusk surrender buyback program. Um, to get all of those dangerous, unlicensed, licensed, unlicensed narwhal tusks. That photo, courtesy of Babylon B. So thank you for that. Guys, be sure to call in. Uh, our number is 813-644-2722. We'd love to hear from you. And we're definitely going to be more likely to hear from you if I'm in the right Hangouts account. <laughs> so way way more likely and uh, and as mentioned earlier uh former republican term turned democrat new york billionaire yes who famously said the government has the right to infringe on your rights had a series of faux pas this week this would be michael bloomberg by the way this for anybody who bloomberg. thought i was talking about a different New York billionaire who can't decide which party who was on. Uh, oh, we got a call. We got a call. Okay. Let's we'll get see. back to Bloomberg. This is from. Oh, we got. We have two calls. We have a call 612. 612. Oh, oh. 612. That... Why That's is it answer. still ringing? Jesus, what's happening? Hello? Hello. Yeah, Jacob Lavelle, long-time listener, one-time caller. Jacob. Uh, Second-time caller. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Jacob, thanks for tuning in. How are you doing? Oh, great, man. Um, but I have some six. Uh-oh. Yeah, I can't, I can't. I'm, I'm in it. Uh, whoever's calling in from 615, we're going to take Jacob's call, and then then we're going to take yours. So, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Good God. That's a little cool call. Okay, so first, uh, I get a lot of friends these days. I'm jealous of their, uh, their, their ability to obtain normal tusks, assault yeah. normal tusks. Right. Right. Where the, where the hell am I going get, to get one in Minnesota? I mean, I need this. Uh, oh, where, where, you, where in Minnesota can you get a narwhal tusk? I, I would think they yeah. are just all over the lakes in Minnesota, no? Do you, I mean, it's do you have an aquarium there? J- Jacob, we can't hear. Yeah, you're breaking up a lot, Jacob. Yeah, you're breaking up. We can't really hear you very well. I was trying to be funny. You guys gone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if so, if you're looking for a narwhal tusk, uh, anywhere, uh, if you have an aquarium. You might be able to find one there. I'm not going to say how you should procure, procure it. That's really on you. I'm not giving you any advice on right. how to do such things. But Well, uh, that's illegal in Virginia. What's illegal in Virginia? Uh, telling people where they can get weapons. That's Well, it's teaching them how to use it that's illegal. Oh. So if, that, don't, uh, if someone tells you that this is how you use a narwhal tusk, call the police. Right. Well, actually, I believe the proper use of a narwhal tusk would be two hands and forward, like. Oh, like a yeah, like almost yeah. like a yeah. Right, like you're jousting, sort of. Or, right. 
whatever. Like I, I feel as though a narwhal tusk is going to be too hefty for just forearm strength pushing forward. You're going to have to really put your back into it when pushing forward. Right. Someone call the police right now. Um, so I'm looking at a distribution map of narwhals and uh, I've got bad news for most of our viewers that are not in Greenland or none of it or yeah, there we go. Uh, this is a nine three one number nine three one uh, area code. Thanks for joining us. Uh, uh, yes, uh, uh, is this the muddy waters? Is the um, the muddy waters show? Yes, 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 it is. This is. Yeah, the, the, this is this is the ghost of Marlon Brando. This is and, a uh, much better Marlon Brando. And I'd just like you to know that the the impression that we did earlier, it, it was a, it was fine. You 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 did, you did pretty good, I guess. But uh, it, you, it, it, we're a long time listener here in the afterlife, and uh, just wanted to let you know that 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 you need to work on the the Marlon impression a little bit more. Okay. But, you know, it's pretty good. Just a Marlon Brando, can I ask you a question? Absolutely. How is the ghost of Richard Pryor? The, oh, he's actually here with me. Uh, he's, he's back on the back patio with the dogs. Uh, I was doing fine here. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's pretty, pretty great here, uh, Richard. Uh, probably get him in here, but 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 he's out there uh, messing around with the dogs on the patio and stuff. But uh, you know, it's great. Good stuff. I'm glad that Good you stuff. have a patio and dogs. Hey, I loved you. I loved you in the Godfather, Ghost of Marlon Brando. Well, it's, it's, it's wonderful. I I I really do appreciate the uh, the compliments. Uh, the, the Godfather was one of the one of one of, one of my favorite movies to uh, and ours as well to appear in. Uh, the Godfather two, even though I didn't appear in it, I I got quite a bit of money on that. I just decided not to go, <laughs> and, and they still paid me the money. So you know, whatever. No, that's good. That's good that that works for you. That makes um, sense. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, thanks. I I'm definitely gonna work on my you. Um, because I have a feeling that our next thing will be Godfather themed. And, um, I already have this bald cap. So, I mean, yeah, absolutely. You just, you, you, you've got, you've just got to stretch your mouth out a little bit and stick your tongue against the back of your front teeth a little yeah, bit more. Every, yeah, uh, if, if you need any pointers, you know, watch some Daniel, Daniel Crispin videos. Uh, he, he does a pretty good one. Good stuff. From what and, I understand. and I have your. I now know that. Um, well, I'm not sure if you're in heaven or hell, but apparently, whichever afterlife you're in has a nine three one area code. Right. So yeah. I, 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 well, I, you know, everyone always says that heaven is in Tennessee, right? Oh, okay. So is this yeah. like a burner phone or? <laughs> uh, it's absolutely a burner phone. Um, I'm gonna swing this. Out into uh, one of the wonderful uh, lakes in the foothills of the Appalachian that we have here in in in, in heaven. <laughs> Very good. Very good. 
Thank you again for for calling in, and I will definitely work on uh, I will definitely work on my U. Absolutely, I'll continue watching. Hopefully, that I can see the continued progress with the uh, with with the man impression. Thank you very much. Thank you. It probably won't be much better on this show, but thank you. Uh, it's probably I'm probably in stasis right now in terms of how good my Brando is going to be. It's probably really going to be like this, probably for the rest of the show. That's probably accurate. Um, so yeah. So I always um, knew that. Uh, I always knew that heaven was in Tennessee. Um, uh, we got a we got a comment from super fan Sarah Anderig says hi super guys. Super fan Sarah Anderig. Super fan. Got that super fan status. Uh, said it. hi guys. I'm so proud of both you. Also those costumes. So thank you. Thank I'm taking you. that as a compliment. I'm Thanks. assuming that's a compliment. It is. I spent several better. minutes on this on this ensemble. Superfan Sarah Anderegg is the most positive person who watches this show. She would never say something in just. No, oh, we had a call, but they they gave up. They hung up on us already. They hung up. They did this. They got. They got. Anyway, Narwhal Distribution, guys. Uh, unless you're in the far north. You're not going to find a narwhal in the wild. Right. So your best bet is to go to a museum and steal one. Right. Which is illegal, or so don't do that. Potentially different restaurants, probably seafood food themed. I would hope. Right. Be really weird on the wall of a steakhouse. Like a rib place. Like what's that? <laughs> That's a narwhal tusk. Bye. Probably not. Not going to be at your local Chili's. It's probably not. It's probably not. Like, why is there a narwhal? T- this is a Chinese buffet. <laughs> why is there a narwhal? Why is there a narwhal tusk here? A narwhal tusk at the, the Chinese buffet. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, bad news for bad news for them. Um, yeah. So, uh, let's see what. So, yeah. So, uh, speaking of narwhal tusks, former Republican turned Democrat. Mike Bloomberg, Matt. Mike Bloomberg. Yeah. So he had some fun stuff uh, that happened. That happened this week. Uh, yeah. He ordered Bloomberg Press, which he owns. He owns Bloomberg News and Bloomberg Money, and Bloom. Uh, it's part of the Bloomberg Agency. He ordered Bloomberg Press not to cover him or any of the other Democratic candidates uh, in a negative light. Uh, this prompted Trump. President Trump to ban all Bloomberg press members from his events. Not sure if that means his. I don't know if that's White House rally. events. I know. I know it's campaign events. He's not. They they can't show up to any campaign events. I don't know if that was a part of the White House press corps. I mean, honestly, he has a good point because I mean. So here here's here's what happened. Uh, the uh, Bloomberg editor in chief, John Micklethwaite, uh, said in a memo. To Bloomberg's nearly 28 reporter, 2,800 reporters and staff, he said, uh, we will continue our tradition of not investigating Mike and his family and foundation, and we will extend the same policy to his rivals in the Democratic primaries. We cannot treat Mike's Democratic competitors differently from him, John Micklethwaite. Not his Democratic competitors. No, not as Democratic competitors. You, you, you won't hear a bad word about Biden, Bernie, Buttigieg, Beth, 
Elizabeth Warren. Oh, I just wow. keep with the okay. Bees. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, yeah. Booker, no, Booker. Oh, wait, a lot of bees in there. Um, Barry Ann. <laughs> Barry. Gap, get bird. Um, uh, but if Matt you're a, Hicks if you're a, a, go ahead. Matt Hicks is asking how he gets the egg timer. Matt Hicks, all you need to do to get Matt the egg done. $49.99 to muddiedwatersoffreedom at gmail.com on PayPal. On PayPal. You get this amazing, it doesn't work. Or you can do anchor.fm and for a very low five easy payments of $9.99 a month, you could have that after the fifth month. <laughs> Not one month before either. <laughs> No, we need the entire. We need the entire payment before we give you this non-working egg timer. That's right. With a sticker, and the sticker is attached by tape, so you can actually apply. Is that double-sided tape or just regular tape that you fold it? It's attached by tape, (laughs) and so you can actually use this. You could use this somewhere else if you want to, and you have an egg timer. And if you're, you know, an egg timer repair enthusiast, you could have a working egg timer for the low, low price of five easy payments. Muddiedwatersoffreedom at gmail.com on PayPal. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I will literally mail this to you. I swear to you. And not just you, Matt. For 149, he might deliver it to you. If you live in South Carolina for 150 bucks... I will bring this to you. Wearing the bald cap. Wearing the bald cap. And showing a nipple. I will show you a nipple and I'll kiss you on the forehead. These are all things I will do. What's that? And ride your donkey. If you have a donkey, I'll absolutely ride it. That is my solemn promise to you. And if you live in South Carolina, there's at least even odds that you have a donkey. Yes. $49. Yes. $49. Right to the now, Gmail. Bloomberg, not to be outdone by himself. Himself. Uh, at a campaign speech in somewhere, you would think I would have written that down, uh, stated that we need to disarm minorities to keep them safe. Yeah. Yep. yep. Bloomberg yep. claimed that, and catch these numbers, because these were what he said. of murders fall into a specific category. Male, minority, between the ages of 15 and 25. 95%. 95. 95%. Cities need to get guns out of this group's hands and keep them alive. Nice. These these kids think that they're going to get killed anyway because all their friends are getting killed. They just don't have any long-term focus or anything. It's a joke to have a gun. It's a joke to pull a trigger. This man is pulling at 6%. Yeah. Mike Bloomberg picturing pictured here pointing an assault weapon at the chief of the New York Police Department uh, is under the impression that 95 percent. Which is a really impressively high number is a really impressively high of number murders are carried out by black men between the ages of 15 and 25. So not just. So that means of the other 5%, some of those are just older black guys. 
So we're talking a good like 97 to 98%. Right. That uh, Mr. Bloomberg, Mayor Bloomberg, uh, mayor, thinks that... The, form, the former mayor. The Bloomberg. former mayor. Now, thankfully, Bloomberg. you know, when, 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 when Mike Bloomberg got into the race, I said, oh, thank God, finally someone who can buck the stereotype that Jews don't own the media and are trying to take over the country by just buying it. Thank God that people know that that old yarn isn't true. I was thankful for that. Matt. Yes. And then he decided to use his media to help push his agenda. The media he owns. Yeah. To help push his agenda in order to attempt to get him into power in which he immediately blamed male minorities between the ages of 15 and 25 for 95% of 95%. murders. 95. That's some ra- I, I'm just trying to picture if Donald Trump, who we're not fans of by any stretch of the imagination, but here's another liberal New York billionaire. If he got out there and said, yeah, 95% of murders are being carried out by black men, young black guys, because they think it's a joke. I have to feel like Bloomberg News would cover that, Matt. I, I have a feeling that that would definitely be covered. That would definitely be covered. And then when, when Mayor Bloomberg got up and said, yeah, that's right, they just stopped covering it immediately. They just immediately stopped covering that. Let's look at the comments here. Uh, Matt Hicks says, money sent, I want my broken egg timer. <laughs> which amount did you send the me bring it to you amount wait i don't have that login no he he'd sent money matt hicks sent us 49 oh he didn't send 49.99 49 bucks is good enough um i'll go yeah we can eat the 99 cents okay so i will literally i'll mail this i'll mail this to you yeah you can have the official broken muddied waters media egg timer and gang, you too can be as lucky as Matt Hicks. That's right. For the low, low price. Newly crowned 49, super fan, Matt Hicks. Right. 49, apparently $49 is where we're bottoming out yeah, on this. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Special yeah. sale. Black Friday sale, $49. You, you too can own your own broken egg timer with a muddied water sticker taped to it. It's possible that it works, and I just don't know how to use an egg timer. To work an egg timer? That's possible. (laughs) That would make me so happy. There's at least a a 40% chance that I'm just not properly using this egg timer. I want to believe. But for anybody out there who wants a potentially broken egg timer... Well, then let's be optimistic. A potentially working egg timer. A poten- true. But we have been advertising it as a broken egg timer. That's true. Hey, you won't... So, guys, this is like the infomercial where they go, but wait, there's more. It might actually work. 
We don't know. You know, the, the, the pessimist says that the, uh, what is it? The pessimist says that the broken timer, the egg timer, here we go. Thank you for saving me. Uh, <laughs> let's see, 615 area code. 615 area code, thanks for, for tuning in. Hello. Hi. This is like the infomercial where they go. Oh, is this is this fine? Yeah, if you can if you can turn you can turn your, off your if you can mute your computer. So, okay. Will do. This All is really right. And and who's this? This is Tom. Oh, hey. Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold. <laughs> Liberty Claws in the house. Thanks for tuning in. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great, guys. How are you? We are doing amazingly. We're doing that much better now that you've called in. Yeah, absolutely. We're Honored good. We're good. I wanted a couple of comments. One, sure. Um, Kamala Harris still has thirteen million dollars in her campaign account. Oh wow! So that so, should that should fund her Senate runs for quite a while. Yeah, for about twenty years or so, yeah, if she wants yeah. it. And, um, and the other thing is, you need to get a hold of McAfee. McAfee can get you the damn narwhal tusks. Oh wow! I mean, you know, I mean, can't you see John jumping on the back of a narwhal, riding it down, <laughs> cutting the tusk off in the middle of the ocean, you know, and then and then to relax, he has sex with it, right? <laughs> right. After a long day of cutting off a narwhal tusk, he's going to have sex to it. Yeah. Right. Which, yeah, that works. It's perfect. That is, is. perfect. I will be sure because I've been in regular contact with with uh, Mr. McAfee. I will I will reach out to him about narwhal tusks. See if uh, yes, yes. And I, all I need is about three foot because I want to make a walking stick. Then I'll be prepared all the time. So. Oh yeah. So so not like a, an assault six footer, but like just something manageable yeah. that you can walk around with, get into the into right. the into the bar, and if someone gives you a hard time, you give them a couple sharp pokes. Yes. That's right. That works. That works. That's yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yeah, so I yeah. will let. I we will so, definitely let him know that. Uh, yeah. Any any thoughts on uh, 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 Mike Bloomberg saying that you know, <laughs> not, almost a hundred percent of murders are carried out by young black men? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the I mean, I'm sure Robert Byrd, former dead senator Robert Byrd, is excited <laughs> that another Democrat could you know, and a New York Democrat a be New a York Massachusetts. Democrat. It could actually be wearing a white hood, you know? Yeah, a Jewish... How far have Jewish people come in this country, Tom, that that not only can we rise to the, the richest, but we can be the most racist of the Democrats running? I think it's a, a proud right. day for Jews everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, I mean, you know... you. It, I mean, I'm sure that uh, yeah, that would be a perfect, perfect, perfect stance for Jews everywhere. You know, I mean, now, now they can be, they can, they can, they can claim Bedford Forest and Robert Byrd is there. You know, idols now. See, so Bedford Forestine, absolutely. Um, yeah, <laughs> Bedford Forestheimer, famous Jew, Nathan Bedford, Nathaniel Bedford, Bedford Forestheimer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, and uh, yeah, exactly. Famous Jews. That's exactly right. The Robert Jew. Bernstein, you know. Robert Bernstein, <laughs> famous Jews throughout history. <laughs> that is perfect. Was there anything else you want to tell us, Tom? 
No, except I miss you guys. I hope to get to see. I know I get to see you. I don't know if I get to see Matt in two weeks, but well, we anyway, will see. So. Yeah, we will see. Oh, and guys, yeah, I gotta, I gotta promote that. Um, yeah, we will, uh, we will see if Matt will be there. But I will definitely be there, and I, I absolutely Good. can't wait to see you. I, we love you, and thank you so much for calling in. All right, guys. Have a good night. Thanks. You Bye. too. Thanks. Thank Bye. You, Famous Jews throughout history. Robert Birdstein and Nathan Bedford Forestheimer. Huh. There's one for you. Uh, Tom Arnold that. is, in my opinion, the true king. Oh, yeah. He is the yeah. true king of the libertarians. That guy, he is funny. He is genuine. He is classy. And he oh, looks like I, I can't. Yeah, I don't get enough. I can't get enough of, of Liberty Clause. Like, I mean, that's literally why I'm going to Nashville uh, in a couple weeks for the uh, Libertarian Party of Tennessee event um, is almost almost all of it is just to see Tom. Um, I absolutely love him. I can't get enough of him. So, uh, so yeah, I know he's the best. Uh, Dave Jones says Forestine Gump. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Forestine uh, uh, Gumpberg. Another famous Jew. Here we go. Uh, let's see. Okay. Uh, 612 area code. Thanks for calling in. Hey, just uh, real quick. Did Liberty Claus just tell me I can literally get a narwhal tusk from John McAfee? Well, he said, so there's a possibility, Jacob, that we can. And his theory is that if there's anyone out there cutting off narwhal tusks, it's definitely John McAfee. And he's probably having sex with them, too. All right. We definitely need to get this guy in the loop. Yeah, no, no. I'm, yeah, no. I, that's, that's on my list of things to do this week is to get in contact with, with uh, John about getting us all some, some, some narwhal action. Definitely a bulk narwhal tusk distribution uh, opportunities. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, especially because, I mean, they're currently, from what we can tell, still legal in the UK. And uh, I want to get in on that before that, that loophole gets closed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's there's definitely some um, money to be made. Yeah. Could you imagine trying to get that through TSA? <laughs> yeah, well, <clears throat> through TSA. We're, we're going to have to ship it over to uh, the Chinese and then get it through uh, alternative distribution methods yeah no absolutely yeah, i mean uh, it's uh, well and the, you know like uh mike bloomberg said 95 percent of all narwhal tusk massacres are carried out by young black men right right i mean because they're they're the easiest scapegoat besides the jews yes correct and, and the right. narwhals themselves right and the narwhals themselves. yeah yeah, have you guys ever actually? So I used to work for Sprint. Oh shit! Um, did you guys see the uh, Sprint commercial with the narwhals? Narwhals swimming in the ocean. No, no. I, I have no okay. Did they kill anyone? No, they're just awesome. They're narwhals. Oh. They're just swimming in the ocean. They're, they're really awesome. Well, we'll definitely have to check that out, especially if there's no violence, because we abhor violence on this show. Um, oh. I do know that, I think I know this, that 
for a long time, narwhals were considered a legend like unicorns until they found one in whenever they found it. But now I don't know if that's true, actually. That's very well yeah. true. I'll I'll link the I'll link the full video to uh, to Muddy Waters. Yeah, please do because we want to share that with everyone after the show. We oh. want them to watch that. Okay, I'll look it up. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Take care, guys. Yeah, you too. Thank you. So I feel I'm feeling good about this this narwhal opportunity, Matt. I am I'm feel, I'm feeling really good about this narwhal opportunity. Um, former former uh, monkey crooner Dave Jones said that he also has a locker for anybody who doesn't know uh said that narwhals are on mcafee's campaign shop right now so i'm trying to find his campaign shop to find out if uh says he's got t-shirt bumper stickers narwhal tusk he should i mean that's really if anybody's gonna do it it makes the most amount of sense if anyone was going to do this it would be John McAfee. And I mean, he's got, he's going to have the market corner because again, it's really hard to find, like if, unless you're up in the Arctic, that might be where he is actually. Cause I mean, we, I, I know when he contacted me when he was on the show uh, last week, he was, uh, you know, he's, he's on the lamb. We, we don't actually know where he is, but he could be in the Arctic. That's not unfeasible. Cause he has a boat. I mean, and the added benefit is he will be able to have sex with the narwhal once he detusks it. Once he detusks it. Right. Although, I mean, again, and I, and I talk now narwhals are smaller than most other whales, but you know, something we talked about is the fact that if something that big in its natural habitat too, because I mean, they get around the water better than we do. If something that much bigger than us and that much stronger than us in in a natural habitat of theirs that is not our natural habitat doesn't want to have sex with us. They're not having sex with us. No. We might die, but no sex is being had. Because they don't yes, want there will, be, there will be zero sex had between you and a narwhal unless the narwhal wants it. That's what I'm saying. If the narwhal wants right. it, tusk or not, I mean, maybe that makes it more likely for you to survive the encounter, whether it wanted it or not. Because that's something to talk about. What if you wanted it, but it still has a giant tusk on the front of its head? You could still die just in the throes of passion. True. True. Which if it's for like no a other girl reason... With really long fingernails. Like Poor a guy. really, really long, pointy fingernail. Right. That's bigger than you. Yes. And very sharp. Um, yeah. So. Third host, uh, Jason Lyon, is in the comments. Non-top section. fan, Jason Lyon. Yeah, non-top fan, Jason Lyon, is in the comments section. He says, hey, it's my second favorite Cohen. I'm assuming he meant a comma and Matt, because there's no way I'm a second favorite Matt. Well, right now you're my second favorite, Matt, because the other one bought a broken egg timer for fifty dollars. Um, but uh, uh, in fact, Matt said my my current favorite, Matt said, "I'm feeling pretty good about my Schrodinger's egg timer purchase." Um, yeah, uh, 
Who was your first favorite Cohen? I'm going to guess your wife. Oh. Since our favorite yeah, line is favorite Kelsey. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sarah Branion. Yes, there is a St. Pete Libertarian group. It's the uh, Libertarian Party of Pinellas County. Uh, I was at one point the vice chair of said group. Uh, You can find them on Facebook at the Libertarian Party of Pinellas County or the LPPC. Uh, LPPC, shout out to LPPC. LPPC. In the house. They don't like us much on this show anymore. But uh, I, I I can't imagine why. Feel free to reach out to them and uh, say that you found them from us. Um, oh, Jason. So Jason says me and your wife bond over zoo animals. That's fair because they both are really into lions. My wife, because she's had a lifelong fascination with lions and Jason, because his last name is Lion. And that's not even mildly cliche. There we go. Hi, Jason. There we go. This is a 727 area code. Thanks for calling in. Hi, it's Sarah Brannion. Hey. Hey, Sarah. Hey. Okay, I really just want to know how come the local Pinellas County Libertarian Party doesn't get along with you guys? Uh-oh. Okay, so here's what happened. Back in 2000. 17 uh there was a man that was running for governor of the libertarian he was running for the nomination of the governor of the libertarian party his name okay is escaping me because that's how inconsequent randy something i can't remember and we published an article about how terrible of a candidate he was because we're known for oh, doing no. that to libertarians you know we did it to that Nazi goat-eating guy, and then we did it to the guy that ran for governor named the guy that ran for governor named Randy. Oh, Weissman, Randy Weissman, uh, who is an awful candidate who ended up dropping out well before it was time. And they told us that we were never allowed to uh, publish anything on the, any of their pages ever again, and uh, threatened us with different sorts of action. And so I um. Said that's because at the time they were probably they were just inconsequential because we were no longer involved with them and they don't like me because i'm friends with matt that's right <laughs> but sarah all right well i don't want to join I, him anyway no you got to join um, in now. no no we have things to say sarah to i have had these sitting on There's my that- desk for you. i don't know Do if what? you can see them or not I have had these sitting on my desk for you. They are the, these are gift cards from the Libertarian Party that you asked for like very long time ago. Instead yeah, I'll t- have to come by the um, Kava Bar. Yeah, just shoot me a message and uh, I autographed each one for you just as you asked. Nice. That's really exciting. Um, I actually have one more question. I think I've asked you before, but no one ever answers me. Um, how does the Libertarian presidential candidate get picked like do we vote in a libertarian primary should i be changing my um from democrat to libertarian in order to do that no okay yes so okay the way the libertarians do it is they don't have a primary 
you have to be selected as a delegate and then go to the national convention, which this year is in Austin, Texas, as a delegate of the Florida Libertarians. And then there, the delegates select the president and the vice presidential candidates. It's not they select the president and then select the vice president and then the president picks his vice presidential candidate. The libertarian delegates select both. Yeah, and so okay. the and the libertarian the Florida so if you wanted to you would have to join it doesn't really matter what your registration is for your state, I don't believe. It's just you have to be a member of the state party uh right. and the national party. And uh this year it is on February or next year it's on February twenty first to February twenty third. And it doesn't look like they have a actual like they don't know yet when when that is like they or or they don't have like a location or whatever yet, which is weird. But um, so yeah. No. So I mean, if you were really interested to do that, then that's how you do it. But no, there's not a primary. Each state is proportioned delegates based on a combination of how 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 much of the national membership is from their state and what how many votes for the last libertarian presidential candidate came from their state. And they use this formula to figure out. So, like, South Carolina has 17 delegates and Florida has, okay. I'm certain, more than that. Yeah. Got yeah, it. I think we have Sounds one like the, the Electoral College. It's, it's even worse. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just, it's very, it's, it's actually how parties, it's, it's how both the Republican and Democratic parties used to pick their candidates long ago before they switched to the system that we all pay for their private group to have elections. Um, so uh, as arcane as it is, it also saves taxpayer money uh, because they're not forcing every state's electoral system to, you know, you to allow them to, to pick their candidates. So it is what it is, but yeah, well, that's, that's how it, that's how that's done. It's very libertarian of them to save the taxpayers money. Yes. Anyway, thanks right. for letting me call in. Shalom, all that. Shalom. Shalom. Shalom and happy uh, Shabbat Shalom in advance. <laughs> Shabbat Shalom. Goodbye. Goodbye. Um, Sarah Brannion, uh, just so everybody knows, she has been actually listening since day one. She literally, she meant that. She she has been one of the original listeners who has stuck with us through everything that we've gone through at Muddied Waters Media and has probably listened to more episodes of this show than we have. Than we, definitely more than me. <laughs> definitely more than uh, me. Uh, Dave Jones uh, says, uh, Liberty Clause, Vermin Supreme, and Muddied Waters, all in Nashville, December 13th through 15th. Sounds like a party. The ghost of Marlon Brando may show up too. I certainly Mm. hope so. That would be, that would just be fantastic. That would make it, that would just be a cherry on top of that already delicious. There we go. This is three. Okay. Three, six, oh, area code. Thanks for calling in. Why? Hello there. Hi. Who are we speaking with? (laughs) This is Matt Hicks. Oh, Hey. (laughs) Yeah. I sound different because I'm stone cold sober right now. Oh, oh, see, that's oh, yeah. I, I was wondering. Even, I could, yeah, I, I was wondering why you sounded different. You, you had like favorite, a very white thing going on. Yeah, you sound super sexy. My favorite, Matt. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty fantastic. You know, this college thing is for the birds. I'm kind of over it, but you know, I'm almost done. So, you know, what are you going to do? Well, you're in your you're 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 triple mastering right now, right? 
<laughs> a double major, double, double major double with a minor major. and a specialization. Close enough. That sounds like tri- that's. I'm going to call that triple mastering. That's what I call triple, triple mastering. Right, you're triple mastering on a minor, on a double double major. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what we're going to call from now on. My professors yeah. will be pleased when I tell them that in school tomorrow. That you're triple master. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, tell them that an actual media personality told you that you're a triple master. <laughs> <laughs> I'll plug your I'll plug your page and everything. Thank you, please. Yeah, please na- actually quote me. Uh, that I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna, do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna cite you in a paper. Please do. Please, please. I yeah. need to be cited. Then I get my blue check mark. And uh, <laughs> that's what this is all about. Fun fun story from when I was uh, wasting tons of money that I didn't have at college. Uh, I one time wrote a paper and I cited the paper I was writing in the paper because I couldn't find anything to back up what I was stating and I needed to have a citation for it. Did it work? Yeah, I put the paper online. I put it on like Google and just and then I cited it. In, and I cited, I cited I'm, the I'm paper impressed. and I never got dinged for it. So either it worked or my teacher didn't actually read that paper. That is a bold strategy that seemed to have played off, played out for you. I'm not even mad at you. I'm yeah, proud. I'm not, I'm not mad either. So Matt, what are you up to, Hicks? Uh, I'm just hanging out smoking cigarettes and thinking about this whole narwhal sex thing, man. Narwhal I got some sex. thoughts I want to get out there. Yeah, please let us know what your, your thoughts on narwhal sex. Yeah, so... Putting aside for a moment the idea of narwhal bodily autonomy, right? Let's assume. Yes. Let's assume that Mr. Ma- uh, I'm not going to do that to, to the man. Let's just assume that any human male decides he's going to detusk and have intimate relations with a narwhal. Right. Would the narwhal even notice? I mean, you 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 spoke at length about the size difference. Um. I mean. Like, I don't know if the narwhal would even would even feel a thing. It would, be, it would be pretty similar to throwing a hot dog down a hallway, I would imagine. Um, assuming that you could pull it off, because I also I also have to believe that narwhal orifices are watertight. But I don't know any of this for for sure and for certain. So it would be like throwing a hot dog Into down like a very large pool filter. <laughs> well, I, I was thinking more like a hallway, but yeah, we'll go with pool filter. Why not? A, but like a big one. But it's got to be watertight. Uh huh. So, so would the normal like, notice? That's the question I think we need to ask. I don't know why we need to ask it, but I feel like it need to ask. We, just, well, no, we, we definitely like, need to ask. No, this is this is this is actually really important. So, would it be? <laughs> would you be more? I was about to say like dry humping, but I don't think that would qualify for no, it's an definitely underwater. A yeah, this was good. Well, I time. mean, it, it, could, it, could, it could qualify as dry humping, assuming that this man leaves his jeans on. Valid. But is so is the, nar- is the narwhal going to be outside of the water? Because even if you're in jeans, it's still going to be at least a moist hump. Is this narwhal missionary sex where it goes on its back and starts doing the backstroke <laughs> as this is happening? Because then that would really be well, more it's definitely of a not gonna be hump. narwhal on top. Did you guys just did you guys just hear that sound? That was my mind being blown because these are things <laughs> I hadn't even thought of yet. Well, I mean, we're doing this in real time, Matt. Like really we haven't 
I'd didn't be lying if I said I hadn't thought of this well, a little. Norwell sex tonight, but so we're we're here. I guess my answer is that the sex. I don't know if it's gonna feel it. The cutting off of the tusk. The cutting off of the tusk. I feel like it's gonna be aware because a. It's happening. Well, because it's happening right in front of it. Because it's like it's like literally right there. It's not like a, a a unicorn where it's up here. It's like right in. It's like in their vision. Now, will they feel right. it? Will they feel it? That I'm not sure how that works because it's bone. It's exterior bone. Right. I don't that, know. If that, that's not true. It's a tooth. It's actually a tooth. Do narwhal tusks well, like, aren't teeth have bone? nerves? It's a it's a tooth. The narwhal tusk is actually a tooth that oh, grows out of its, it's mouth. Yeah, and it's filled with nerves. So, well, yeah, uh, so, so let's let's get past the detusking part for a second. I don't pretend to know what narwhals are into, and they may really get off on that. I'm not really clear. I don't know. I've never asked a narwhal. I've never met a narwhal to ask. We're not going to kink but, shame narwhals, no. Um, I, I, I really was hung up on whether a narwhal would notice penetration by a human. I have to say no. I'm going to say, I would think, well, I mean, do they have a blowhole? Hmm. There's cetacean, so I would think so. I, Just like a dolphin or any other whale. They're not a fish. Right, that's what, that's what I, I would imagine. So depending on which orifice you are using, yes. I just I just Googled do narwhals have blowholes and Google's answers it Google's answer is narwhals are whales. You moron. It didn't say you moron, but it <laughs> that was that was their that was their, they didn't even bother answering it. It just was like, well, they are whales, schmuck. Um Yeah, the the moron part was implied. Yeah, the moron part I felt the moron part. Um right. <laughs> So wait, so uh, this is a direct co- quote from John McAfee. He said, because, you know, I was caught up, you know, I'm a wholesome boy. And when I heard sex, I thought, you know, vaginal copulation as a wholesome, a wholesome, you know, godly man would when talking about bestiality. And I would expect I would expect our sweet summer boy to make that assumption. Right. Well, I'm currently an autumn. I'm an autumn cherub. But but yes, but yes. And and so, you know, he kind of blew my mind a little when he said, "Well, you know, I'm not even talking about vaginal." He said, "You know, I could." Everyone gets caught up in whale vagina. He said, "I could have talked about having anal sex with a whale, and no one would have said anything," which I'm not sure is correct. But I. I think you've made an, uh, uh, well, or I guess Matt Wright did, uh, that we could be thinking, this could be blowhole sex. I Yeah, because I think that, I mean, that would be kind of like the oral sex of the water mammal oh. kingdom, I would imagine. I mean, I mean, like, we're really broadening some horizons tonight, guys. I, I got to tell you, this is, this is some groundbreaking stuff happening. Okay, so a blowhole can reach... 20 inches in length. How? But we're more concerned with diameter. Let's let's be real here. None of us are hitting the back, right? None of us us are bottoming out. So let's talk about the diameter. You speak for yourself, Matt Hicks. Yeah, I was going to say, buddy, you don't know what I'm, you don't know what I'm saying. Uh, 
Yeah, no, none of us are, are po- yeah, 20. All of these people on the internet are pretending that they're not thinking the same thing and they go, oh, the length is 20. What's the diameter? What's the di- What's the average diameter of a narwhal blowhole? Like Blow- Blowhole diameter. This is my FBI agent is shook right now. Um, uh, I wonder if our FBI agents have like gotten together yet. Like if they. Oh yeah, we're on a we're on a watch list right now. I'm telling you, this just put us on a watch list. Can you fit a baby inside a blue whale's blowhole? A baby. These people are being very slick with what they really want to ask. They're not worried about a baby. I, you know, we're not finding reliable information, Matt. But we are definitely going to continue searching this, this until this search is not over. Until Sled comes to my house and it, with some questions about why I want to know so much about blowholes. Um, well, well, here's what I'm prepared to do for you. Being a college student has one benefit to it. Um, I currently have access to a lot of da- databases filled with scholarly research, so I'm going to do some digging and get some. Uh, some uh, measurements because now I need to satisfy this. Uh, I'm not going to do it tonight because, uh, frankly, I'm lazy. But I'm going to do it. <laughs> oh, sir, uh-huh. sir, Brandon has a good question on uh, YouTube. She says, "Do they stretch it all, or is it a fixed diameter?" See, see, this brings up the whole thing I thought about. Like, they have to be watertight in all their orifices at some point. So I would think there's like a, a sphincter type muscle involved. Oh, so this could get good. Yeah. A lot of weird stuff's happening tonight. See, now Guys. I feel dirty because now now this feels like something that could actually be enjoyable. Whereas before it just it actually before it just sounded like a good way to die. And now it's more like a good way to have fun and then die. Yeah, well, you just got to remember consent is key. Yeah, and, and Bass, you're probably going to die Bass either way. He has a really good point as well. How can you miss the obvious? Have sex with the narwhal horn hole after removing the horn. Like, remove the tusk and then, you know, do yeah, the old really, in there. It's really hard, though. Like, well, like anyway, I just wanted to, uh, uh, gentlemen, I just wanted to provide some uh, uh, enlightenment, some food for thought, and uh, provoke a. Um, a uh, um, controversial conversation which you, and which I, I think you, which that, you did i think i've succeeded you absolutely did, you absolutely <laughs> did. thank you so much matt for tuning in give our love to your wife and the and the donkey i most Later. certainly will do both of those things and i'll message you later and give you my address because i want that damn egg timer so bad <laughs> oh you're getting it you're getting this egg yeah, timer you're getting, the egg timer. <laughs> you're getting the hell out of the egg timer so definitely do that i'll talk to I you want soon that. I want that egg timer $49. That's how bad I want it. Well, good. You're going to have it. You're literally going to have it. (laughs) All right, man. Well, I'll talk to you guys later. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Super fan Matt Hicks. Matt Hicks. Guys, if you want that kind of treatment from us, give us $49. Anyway, so we've learned a lot, Matt. We we have definitely learned a lot. About I thought we'd learned a lot in the three years of doing this show, but I feel like we've learned almost as much just on this episode. You know, 
I keep like Googling narwhal information. Yeah, no, we definitely are looking like there's something wrong with us asking about this. <laughs> but I just want to know now. But you're right. It has to be airtight. So its diameter is kind of irrelevant. Does it have to be airtight or could they like... This, I mean... this, is, this is definitely going to get me a visit. Are narwhal <laughs> blowholes watertight? Right. Because like you jump in the water and your nose isn't airtight. Narwhals, like other whales, uh, are able to close off their blowhole. The skin that moves up to close it acts as a watertight. Oh, so it's it's not like it. It has skin that goes over it, almost like a lid. So gotcha. that's not going to be. That's not going to be good. So, guys, a little bit of disappointing news. <laughs> if you were thinking of having narwhal blowhole, slick, blowhole sex, anatomically, that looks like it's not going to be pleasurable for you. Although, if you do carry a pocket knife, I don't know how thick narwhal skin is. Yeah, I mean, now you're just being... Well, I guess if you were cutting off a tusk, which is its tooth, you're already being pretty pretty rude to this thing. Right. But like Matt Hicks said, we don't want to kink shame narwhals. They might like it. They may they may be into it. They may be into it. But I mean, they if it, it... Here's a good rule of thumb. If you come at a narwhal with a pocket knife and it kills you, then really, it didn't want to have sex with you. And we saw what a narwhal tusk how a narwhal tusk does against the knife. Narwhal tusk Oh, yeah, win. you lose. Yeah, that's a perfect yeah, example. Narwhal tusk yeah. Win. yeah, narwhal tusk beats. Um, so that's actually the original version of rocks, paper, scissors was a pocket knife, narwhal tusk. And um, it turned out it wasn't really a good game because everyone just went with narwhal tusk every time. Right. And so they had to change it up. Speaking of rock, paper, scissors, I was playing rock, paper, scissors earlier today with a three-year-old. And he was a little cheating three-year-old. What do you do? So, you know, he's like, okay, you got you, you, one, two, three, shoot. And I was like, okay, so we were doing one, two, three, shoot. And he would see what I did on the shoot. And then he would always, he would always go rock and then he would change it. Oh, no. Yeah. He thought he was being slick. Yeah, no, that's, I wouldn't want to see, I, I would say like, I don't want to play this game with you because you're not doing this in good faith. Right. And so I told him he was cheating and then he got upset. That's a good way to deal with that. Um, the, the best way to play it in good faith is to look away from each other and then, and then look. True. And then Casey, look. Casey Neth, mega fan. Mega fan, what, Casey Neth. Is mega fan and bigger than super fan? I don't know. Oh, no. She said, this sounds like a prime candidate for the Yape app. I don't know. Spike, perhaps. I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) I don't know what that means. Perhaps uh, you you don't know what she could be referring to with the Yape app. 
The, or well, not the three-year-old. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, thank okay. you for clarifying because... Thank you, God, for clarifying. Um, yeah, I don't know what that means. I have no... <laughs> then how do you know it's thank you, God, for clarifying? Well, it sounds... Come on, Adam Schiff. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Um... <laughs> yeah. No, I... Uh... Yeah. Jason Lyon asks, uh this was a while ago. Hmm. Oh wow, these these comments are just wow. <laughs> I bet I bet uh, these comments got really good during the This was uh These comments were good. Uh Jason Lyon asks, first time listener or longtime listener, first time questioner, question asker. What constitutes as living your best life? So in my mind, living your best life is having Jason Lyon send you bitter voice messages in your DMs. Mm. And for me, living your best life is also living your worst life simultaneously because you're just living your life. So it is both simultaneously your best and worst life. Is that like a stoic thing? Sure. Yeah. It just sounded think- kind of Buddhisty. Yes, me, King Buddhist <laughs> the, over the, here. The king of the Buddhists. King of the I Buddha. I would have, I would have had you as more of an Epicurean, but that sounded awful Stoic slash Buddhisty. Yeah, I mean theoretically, you cannot live your best life and not your worst life at the exact same time. Almost a hint because of you... cynicism. Now cynicism, that I buy. That I, I can see you being a cynic. Yeah. That's pretty much uh, what James this Lyon, show... How do I obtain my second favorite Matt's autograph? I don't know. You'd have to ask him. You would have to ask him. Um, Dave says that's what she said. I'm not sure. Uh, what, that came what... in at the end of the Narwhal Tusk with Matt conversation with Matt Hicks. I'm sure. Um, not sure. Marlon Brando was living his best afterlife. After I stopped impersonating him, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's because that was true. a bad. I spent over an hour on that, and it did not get better. Mega is greater than super because super prefixes mega. Truth. All right. Thank you, Bass. That's a good point. That's a good point. That is a good point. Mega is greater than super. Yes. So, do we? Are we prepared to say? Are you prepared to say? That Casey is a bigger fan than Sarah? No. Yeah. Mm-mm. I am. I'm not. Uh, you know what? I'm not either, but for different reasons. <laughs> um, I don't think that uh, Casey has the fortitude. She's not built for it. <laughs> not... Casey doesn't have the fortitude oh. to put forth the extreme <laughs> dedication to oh. muddied waters media three years three years <laughs> this is what this show has become in three years <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're doing now yeah oh, this is man. us now guys um 
Seriously, though, thank you to everybody who has been watching us for uh, any amount of time over the last three years. And for everybody who continues to watch us, listen to us, uh, pay any sort of attention to us, really, Mm -hmm. after three years of us doing this. And after this. Especially after this. Especially after this. Thank you so much. Um, This, uh, honestly, this has been uh, sort of a dream come true to be able to do this show with Spike, who's, I just noticed his Marlon Brando head blends in perfectly with the wall behind him. Oh, does it? (laughs) Really well. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, it's not perfect, but. It's not perfect, but. It's close. It's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, we had, uh, you know, we've uh, been floating that a big surprise is in the works. Uh, in a couple weeks, and uh, we've been giving uh, totally useless clues uh, each week to uh, give you a clue as to what what that could be, and the clue this week is The Price is Right. The Price is Right. What was the clue last week? Legalized cocaine. Yes, that's right. These are not going to help you. After the fact, you're going to go, oh, that's what that was. That's so stupid. I can't believe they did that. Right. Now, no help at all. No help at all. Put it this way. If if you're able to successfully guess based on that, then I'm scared of you. (laughs) That's what you win, is my eternal fear. Right. And on the bright side is you only have one more show to get through before that announcement. That's right. One more show where I will give yet another useless, utterly useless. Utterly useless. Utterly useless clue. Next time that I use this as a prop, which let's face it is probably never, I'm going to secure it a little bit. We may do saving... No, I can't even think of a Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> saving Spike, Saving Private Spikey. Um, let's actually do that. You know, I just want to come up with more reasons to wear this cap. Um, not Would even necessarily be... on this show, just in general <laughs> in life. I was gonna say, if we're doing a Saving Private Ryan thing, would you be Vin Diesel then? Yes. Okay. I would definitely I be Matt, Vin Diesel. I call Matt Damon. Okay. Hmm. Or Ed Burns. Actually, Ed Burns was cooler in that movie. Who lived through it? Besides, it was just Ryan. It was just Matt Damon that lived through it, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Or no, yeah, Tom Hanks have... lived, right? No, no, no he no, died. Tom yeah, Hanks died. definitely died. Spoiler. Yeah, Sorry died. for anybody who hasn't seen Saving Private Ryan. Spoiler alert. Years. Spoiler alert on Saving Private Ryan. Tom Hanks is killed by the German that he convinced everyone to let go earlier. Yeah, because he grabs grabs Matt Damon at the end right as he's dying, and he's like, earn this. Be sure you earn this. And then it flashes to Matt Damon as an adult, and he goes, did I live a good life? And his wife goes, yes, sweetie, or yes, honey, you did. So just total spoiler alert. Just Yeah, yeah, you, you got the end. Ending you know alert. Don't bother watching it now. 
that you know, gives you two more hours to watch Muddied Waters of Freedom. That's right. You're welcome. Let me spoil a couple other movies for you. <laughs> Ask us about a movie. We'll spoil it for you, and then you can watch right, the Muddy right Waters of Freedom. Bruce Willis like dead the entire time. So speaking of Darth that. Darth Vader, Luke's father. Luke's father. Yeah. The Rosebud? Was the sled. The, was the sled and also an al- an analogy for a vagina. Well, that wasn't in the... That was what... What's his name called his wife's vagina? Also a spoiler. I mean, that wasn't in the movie. No, but I'm I'm spoiling that too. You're spoiling the movie on the making of the movie. I'm spoiling the make. I'm spoiling every aspect of Citizen Kane, including its making. Now, here's my issue with Citizen Kane. You know, greatest movie ever made. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Orson Welles dead, by the way. Spoiler. Orson Welles very dead. Alert. Last movie he was in, Transformers. Transformers. Dead. The animated one back in the eighties. Dead. No. Sorry. Go ahead. When or when Orson when Citizen Kane died at the very beginning of Citizen Kane, mm-hmm. he famously says Rosebud as he drops his as he drops his snow globe, and then the nurse runs in. Right. Nobody was in that room. Nobody was in that room. They didn't have cameras. They didn't have audio. But yet, everybody wanted to know what Rosebud meant. Nobody was there. Oh, wow. Nobody was there to hear him say his final word, Rosebud. Oh. Greatest movie ever made. Greatest movie ever made. Built Mass on. plot hole, minute one. Well, at least they made Titanic, huh, Matt? That was oh. a good one. Titanic is the worst movie to ever win Best Picture. It is the worst movie to ever win Best Picture. It is emotionally manipulative. The storyline is stupid. I have to hear this all the time. The storyline is stupid. (laughs) Billy Zane, perfectly good. Perfectly fine. Perfectly fine mate. Perfectly fine leading man. Did he have a problem with poor people? Yeah, but it was, you know, the 19-teens. Of course he did. I mean, back then, associating po- with poor people could get you typhoid. True. True. And what was he's? What was so awful about him? What was so bad about him? He got mad that his slutty fiance was hooking up with a street urchin in the bottom layers of the boat, which I should know the names of those things, but I can't think of. Yeah. Okay, good. Not just me. She, she's hooking up with this street urchin in the bottom layers of the boat who suddenly becomes the love of her life that she's never going to forget. Of course she does go off, get married, have children, have grandchildren, have great grandchildren, but no, no Jack's always in her heart. And she's been carrying around this $98 million necklace or whatever the crap it was, the heart of the ocean for what appeared to be 175 years before she just drops it. Throws it away. Into the ocean. You know, don't worry about your kids, grandkids, great grandkids' futures. No, just drop that right into the ocean. Drop it in just the like ocean. Just like you led you. And just scoot over on the door, please. Just scoot over on the door. I'll never let go, Jack. I'll never let go. Jack dies, oh, cracked, breaks yeah. his thumb, lets him sink. You let you didn't let go for a whole two minutes. 
What is wrong with you? Oh yeah, I'll never let go. Rose is a piece of shit. Rose is just a piece of shit. Rose is the worst person, worst yeah, female lead Jack's in any fault. movie. Yeah, can we just uh, so it's not Jack wouldn't have thrown it away. Oh Jack, I love you so much. F you, my family's future. Mhm. Yeah, she I'm held on to that in secret. For Okay, uh, that 1913 till that movie came out in 1996. Like 80 years. She For just sat years. on this freaking massive jackpot and said, yeah, take me out on the boat so I can go throw it in the sea. Right, How so I can romantic. go throw my, the, the legacy, the legacy, the, the love of my life that I knew for a whole four and a half days before the boat crashed. Oh, that's right. They didn't even know each other that long. No, they met each other on the boat. Garbage like, movie. Garbage movie. Awful garbage movie. movie. If you can name a movie that won Best Picture worse than that and beat me in a debate on why it's worse, I will concede and say you're right. You won't find one. And I'll give you one of these egg timers. You can do that. You got to pay shipping, though. We're about to find how much it costs to ship that. Probably not much. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say a couple bucks. Five, five dollar box, yeah. Um, yeah, terrible movie. So, Matt, anything you want to tell our fine folks? Ursula is not the bad guy of the Little Mermaid. Oh, wow. So, we're just breaking all the paradigms. Yeah. Ursula had a legally binding contract, and you know it's legally binding because yeah. when the oligarch father tried to destroy the contract, he couldn't because the laws said... No, no, this is legally binding. So, so instead, just, he just murders so Ursula. Just killed her. That yeah, so he just kills her. And there was another whore that she she did all this because she wanted to break up an engagement of a guy she saw. She disobeyed her parents, broke up an engagement of a guy that she saw on the beach, whored herself out, whored herself out. Whore. Whore. Signed a legally binding contract, and then when she had to pay up on it, she had her father kill the person the contract was with. Yep. It's like a Prince Andrew situation. It is like... <laughs> it's even worse, because there's some level of bestiality. I mean, we're talking about narwhal sex. Right. Like, that's this is like bad. legitimate narwhal sex. We're talking about, like consensual narwhal copulation this is like contract fraud murder alienation of affection and bestiality thanks a lot cultural marxism that's <laughs> disney thanks a lot disney disney <laughs> failing the Failing to enforce contract law, which is weird because Disney's real big on copyright infringement. Often to us. <laughs> to us. To us. A so whole new think... world. Whatever. Yeah, a whole new world of lies. Oh, wait, that's Aladdin. Um, part of that world. You want to be part of that world of whoring. Of whoring, of the, of the bipedal whoring, bipedal whoring, bipedal whoring. Guys, she was tired you. of the. 
she was tired of the fin whoring. She was she wanted the bipedal whoring. She was sick of being a fin whore for John McAfee. Well, in all fairness, <laughs> I could probably understand that. So, guys, thanks for tuning in for this incredibly special episode <laughs> of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. They're only going to get better after this. Yeah. This is the most interesting anniversary show we've ever had. This is definitely um, that, and it's only going to get better. Yes. Uh, I have an episode that I recorded with Lou Sander when he came right here to Muddied Beach Studios, which is my home, my guest room in my house. Uh, and uh, I've been so busy that I haven't actually edited it so that I can put it up for you to actually see. But at some point, I'm going to do that. I just don't know when. <laughs> Also, real quick, uh, hmm? we talked about it last week. I'm going to see if I can scroll up to the comments on Float, on Float.app. 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 Yeah. Um, there it is. Uh, tomorrow, the Florida Clemency Board is meeting. Mm. And Michael Edwards, who is a friend of the show's father, should have been on the list of people that they were looking at. Yeah. Now he wasn't. Uh, so I am going to the next clemency board hearing is in, I think it is in May. And anyway. <sighs> Uh, so I am going to, I put in the comments the link to the change.org petition for uh, Michael Edwards. Um, right now I was, I helped out, uh, I helped them out and I got in touch with somebody who knows the Nikki Freed's, uh, what is she? Why did I forget what Nikki Freed is? The agricultural person uh i got in touch with somebody who knows her dad who is going to see if she will put his name on tomorrow's clemency board hearing and so hopefully we don't need to worry about this much longer but sign this petition yeah, sign this petition. Sign he it. has been in jail way too long for a non-violent crime he's been in jail for since 1993 for, I think. Bring, for bringing cocaine to his ex-girlfriend or something like that? Yes. Yeah. I mean, just an absolutely absurd charge and period of time. Still in prison. Yep. Imagine what you were doing in 1993. Many of you probably Many of you were not even alive. But imagine, if you can even remember back as far as 1993, what you've done since then. And imagine being in prison instead. Because you right. gave cocaine to someone that you knew. So, so be sure to sign that petition. Yeah, sign that petition. Um, again, I just put it into the comments. Uh, we'll put it into the show notes yep. of the show. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, again, to everybody who's been watching us for the last three years or over the course of the last three years, watching us, listening to us, following us on our various 
social media accounts like Facebook at facebook.com slash muddied waters of freedom or Instagram at muddied waters of media. Whoop, man, I messed that up. Facebook.com slash muddied waters media, Instagram, oh, yeah. muddied waters media, Twitter at muddied underscore waters at float at float.app slash muddied waters media, anchor at anchor.fm slash muddied waters or at muddiedwatersmedia.com where you can find this in every other episode. But thank you to all of you for your continuous support of this show. Uh, Literally Spike and I do this for you guys because I mean, we could just not do this. Right. We could do this exact thing without streaming it. We could just do this, which we often do. Right, which we do. But if you guys keep buying these, this could get lucrative. This could get lucrative. If we sell 10 of these per episode, which I believe we can, we'll be really cooking with gas then. So that's something to think about. We're buying egg timers in bulk. (laughs) Why do you need all these egg timers? Leave me alone. Don't worry Uh, about it. How about mind your business? How about mind your business? Um, So guys, thanks again for tuning in. Be sure to uh, tune in whenever I drop my interview with uh, Lou Sander. That'll be fun. I'll let you know when I do by doing it. Um, And then be sure to tune in next week for a even better episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom where Matt and I will be parsing through the week's events. Like the sweet autumn cherubs that we are well known to be. And then after that, be sure to tune in later on that week for a very special Muddied Waters exclusive. Super surprised that I'm super excited about. That's kind of unreal, but it's happening. Uh, Be sure to tune in for that. And uh, yeah. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you soon. And where we're going, we don't need roads.